Hi, my name is Chris Candy, and this is the Never Not Run podcast. Or no. <laughs> or do the NNR for... This is the Never Not Run podcast. I'm your host, Chris Candy. And I'm Mark Nieto. Hey. All Here right. we are. Um, back in... Um, we're back in the NNR podcast. Uh, in the ecosystem, in the world. Digital studio. In the universe. Yeah. Well, hold on. Let me put my headphones on here. Hold on. Let's get serious. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Oh, my God. This is episode number... Uh, it's so hot in LA right now. <laughs> this is 18. Episode number 18. This is 18. Episode 18. Um, Big news this week, though. Lots of yeah, news. before we get into uh, Silver Lake Track Club, um, big, big news. It's just dropped. Um, there is a new competitor in the watch game. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Apple they... has come up with a new watch. It is their app, Apple Ultra watch. The Apple Ultra. Have you Ultra. seen this thing? Oh, yeah. We, I was checking it out the other night. <laughs> I love how they just fucking called it what it is. There's no beating around the bush who this is for. It's such a aspirational device. Do you feel like ultra running is finally mainstream now? Yes. If Apple has a watch named after it, then yes, it is peak. It's prime season for running. If you're not a runner right now, what are you doing? <laughs> it's so in vogue now. They have a watch now. It's $800. Um, it's got all kinds of stuff. The only thing that looks more interesting to me about it is the it, it does look more substantial. Like more robust. It's got beefier package. It's beefier. Yeah, exactly. As opposed to I, I ran LA Marathon with like an Apple III uh, watch. I had one of those. It sucked kept on crashing on me my nike runs would never uh transfer over to the app it just it sucked and my heart rate would always be jacked because the heart rate monitor wasn't accurate um i'm i'm on a garmin and i love the thing you have a coros watch and i've heard that you can't trust the heart rate monitors on the watches though that you have to get a chest strap if you want accurate readings yeah i've heard that too actually um that is, that's very accurate. One of the features that stood out to me about the Apple Watch is the alert system that's on there. Apparently there's some kind of emergency beacon that will, uh, that you can set off if you're lost or if you get injured <laughs> in the woods. So I can imagine some somebody during a race accidentally sending it off, not being able to <laughs> turn it off and then having to run with like a loud <laughs> beep through the streets of LA. Okay, here we go. Apple Watch adventure awaits meet the most rugged and capable apple watch ever with a robust titanium case precision dual frequency gps up to 36 hours of battery life that's huge the freedom of cellular and three specialized bands made for athletics and adventurers of all kind and guess what the best part is it comes out on my birthday 923 <laughs> so that's Can the big you... question here are you going to get one uh <laughs> i i i i don't know i mean um yeah i think it looks cool yes i'd like to get it i don't think i'm going to though mm -hmm. um 
I like my Garmin. Um, I, I, what I like about the Garmin is how it isn't, it's, it's really rugged. I mean, maybe this thing is, but I'm just, I, I don't know. I, I think it looks cool. Um, but I have to use what I have, man. I got to use what I have. Yeah. You got to this... lower your carbon footprint. Yeah. Recycle, and, reduce, and reuse. Exactly. And, and as much as if this was gifted to me, okay. But that, that's a pretty expensive gift. That's $800. <laughs> that's a really nice gift. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice gift. Maybe if someone's listening and wants to give Mark and I two gifts of uh, Apple watches. <laughs> no, we're not, I'm, not, I'm not getting it anytime soon. Yeah. I'm pretty um, happy with my Coros. That one, it's, it's like the cheapest model, but that thing, the battery on it's really great. It lasts for about a week and it's pretty simple, basic. It has an altimeter on it, which is cool. So I could see what altitude I'm at. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's really, it's a very basic. I don't feel bad if I bump it into something. Um, and I, I'm just not much of a watch guy, so I don't feel like I need all the extra features and stuff. I mean, they got Scott Jurek to to promote it. That is the they, one they... big plus, yeah. But Koros has uh, Kipchoge. He's one of their runners yeah. and, and Killian. Jornet, I think, is another one. Some heavy hitters. Uh, yeah, I don't know who... Um... I'm sure a lot of people are going to buy it. I think a lot of people are excited. Um, yeah, I think there's like an aspirational market that they're really trying to nail where a lot of people are going to... It's like having the Rolex or something, you know, having the watch that can dive a thousand meters. Nobody's ever going to actually do that. But just dive, yeah. but, but knowing that your watch can is capable of that, I think, is really attractive for a lot of people. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not getting one. But if you see me with one, it's because I crumbled. <laughs> I will put it this way. It's the coolest thing I've seen come out from Apple. Um, if they were like scratching their heads on how to get me as a consumer again, they did it. If they're trying to figure out um, what to do, that's they, they did it. Yeah. The niche market of runners that have a podcast. We are talking they, about they, this. Yeah, they really, <laughs> they really hit their market. Really bullseyed that one. The Got queen died and the Apple watch came out. Yeah. We know what we're talking about. <laughs> also the Nordas were featured in the, in the run or in the ad campaign in the video. The, of course the runner had some Nordas on, which I thought was pretty special. With design, we're getting to like peak design. And I think when it it's, it's sad, but it's like when things reach Apple territory, that's like precision design. You know, that's like the top tier design world. Like it doesn't get more designy than that. And I, I don't mm -hmm. like it when it gets to that point. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just a little... When it gets too mainstream. I guess so. I guess my inner uh, hater comes out. But congrats to everybody on the team that developed that goddamn thing. And it's beautiful, but I don't know. Um, I, I just, I, I also like, you know, a nice funky little neon Garmin. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. We can get into trends, running trends later, because I feel like everything is kind of drifting away from neon and more into black, fashionable yeah. gear. I like the diver watch band. That's the one I liked. It's like a yellow thing. That's kind of my style, but I'm not a diver. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a slow marathon runner. <laughs> Well, anyways, let, let, let's get into today's episode. Um, yeah, what's what do we have in store today? Okay, so today we have um, three gentlemen from Silver Lake Track Club 
Uh, Silver Lake Track Club is kind of one of the earliest run clubs that I came to know in LA. They hold a race uh, called the Silver Lake Classic. Uh, our good friend John Wesselcouch invited me to run it. It's basically fastest person around Silver Lake, but they do a weekly club um, where they have meetups Thursdays and Sundays, I believe. And um, I talked to Howie, Eddie, and Ben. Hashtag Ben, they called him. Howie kind of started the whole thing. Uh, was really into the Silver Lake scene, uh, was uh, working in the hairstylist world. His wife as well was doing that and just really, you know, gravitated towards the lake. And Eddie's a local to LA, um, again, found out about the club. Um, and then Ben is kind of their, from what I could take, like they're all really incredible guys and runners, but Ben is kind of a little bit younger from what I understand. And he's kind of going for Boston, going for some big achievements uh, ben is not on social media, so they jokingly kept on calling him hashtag Ben. Uh, so if you're looking for him, that's where you're going to find him. But these guys were great. We we had a really fun conversation in the back of Howie's uh, hair salon over in Silver Lake. And I just, I, I enjoyed my time. It was funny because I was sitting in like a remarkable amount of traffic that day to get to the interview. And so I came in full Kramer on those guys. I was just like, just like, <laughs> boom, like, they kept on going like, calm down. And they were chilling, having a beer. And I was like, all right, you know, let's get this thing going. And, um, it was, it ended up being a really great interview and a really great conversation. And, um, I think if you're local to Los Angeles, uh, and you don't know about them, you're going to find out some great stuff about the club. If you're interested in starting a club, they're a great club to model after. And also I think this is something Mark and I have been talking about. We're interested in interviewing as many clubs as possible because it's just neat how each of them kind of work and the different tones that all of these clubs offer. Cause I can say that this crew is different than, um, you know, Koreatown run club, uh, or other clubs that I've come to meet. So sit back, relax. We're on episode 18 of the never not run pod with the silver Lake track club. Okay, this is episode 18. I don't have Mark here to put me in check of the Never Not Run Pod. We are here in the uh, the middle of the LA running community with one of the oldest running clubs that I kind of came to know of. I'm sure there's older ones, but uh, Silver Lake Track Club, we are here. We're in the back of a hair salon in Silver Lake proper, Yep, off Rowena. Let's get everyone's name, uh, introduce yourselves, and uh, who are we talking to today? Hey, what's up? Uh, my name's Howie Goldklang. I'm one of the co-founders of the club. Hey, hey, y'all. You got Eddie here. I am one of the captains of Silver Lake Track Club. Ben, another captain. <laughs> and I'm Chris, <laughs> captain of the NNR pod. Yes. All right, so who's from Silver Lake here? <laughs> Well, how's that come about? Silver Lake. Um, I've lived in LA twice. Yeah. So I've, I've seen Silver Lake in the nineties and then I've seen it now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, my wife, she worked at a spot, Rudy's barbershop. Of course. And this was, she was one of the people that helped open it in like 99. So that was sort of, for me, it felt like it was the edge of the city and it's, you know, totally changed since then. So it's like, just had a spot in our heart and 
we went to, we moved back to New York where I'm from, moved to Milwaukee where she's from. And then our careers just pulled us back to LA in 2011. And like Silver Lake was always it. It's interesting too. Cause like, I think when you come to LA and you guys can all speak to this, um, there's only so many like key kind of running areas you think of, you know, you have the beach on the West side, um, you know, you have Griffith park, obviously on the East side, but one of the ones that people are just like always drawn to is the silver Lake, you know, and, and, uh, it's, it's one of those like, you know, primary running spots in Los Angeles. And, you know, for you, like, what was your first time? I guess maybe this is a great first question for the three of you guys here. What was the first time you ever ran the silver Lake? So I'm no longer living in the Silver Lake neighborhood, but I lived here for most of the best years of my life, my bachelor years, you know, pre-marriage. <laughs> um, you can thank my wife for taking me out of Silver Lake, but I remember running the reservoir on my own. Um, you know, I'd run with run clubs in the city, but the reservoir was always just a nice way to escape city traffic and, you know, get some mileage in. Um, also get a good view of people, right? Just people watching in general. So I remember running the reservoir back in 2017, 18 um, just, yeah, early morning, late at night. I guess, I guess my first time I ran the reservoir might've been with you guys because I feel like I tend to be kind of a loner and I always drove by the Silver Lake Reservoir and just saw so many people there. And I was like, oh man, this is, this is like not, uh, this is too blown up and I just would rather be, um, running alone. Right. But, um, and I saw too many crowds there, but then obviously with this club, it, I, it totally changed for me and the way that I see the reservoir. Totally. Yeah. I was rocking the reservoir early, early, <laughs> early, and it's early morning, not because of some badass runner thing. It's sure. because I had a kid in a stroller. So my kids in 2013, my daughter, she'd be up 5am and it was just like, bang, get in the stroller and we'd go. And so it was a walk before a run. Um, just being on the reservoir and checking it out. So yeah, it's always been a part of like our everyday, I guess. Yeah, dude. It is. It, it And it's, I think what I've always noticed about Silver Lake is like, it has, um, you know, it has a oddly a very like kind of East Coast feel to it for being in Los Angeles. You know, you see that with parks and, and I think you could arguably say that LA could, you know, do a little bit better with its park system in regards to city parks, but Silver Lake always had a very kind of dominant sense of community around it. So when did the club start? Um, the club started in 2017. Uh, it was part of like my walking around the res and just kind of hanging out in the neighborhood. There was a store called Hemingway and Sons and the co-founder of the club, this guy, Toby Hemingway, he had this hat in the window and it was Silver Lake Track Club. And, you know, as a track head my whole life growing up, I thought it was hysterical because I immediately went to the Santa Monica track club, which was like right. the heyday of Carl Lewis and like all that. So I hit him up and I'm like, yo, what's going on with this? And he was not running. It was just a joke for all the walkers out there and that whole thing. I got to cut off uh, Howie with this one here. So I was living in Silver Lake at the time and I kept seeing this Instagram post of the Silver Lake track club. So I was running and I was like, when is this track club going to meet? When do you guys meet shooting DMs? And it was like, <laughs> We meet once a month for two miles. And I was like, that's it. This is the track load. But maybe I'm getting a little bit ahead here. Sorry. Sorry, Howie. Stole your story. No, no, no. So that was part of it. I'm like, dude, we have to do something. So we rocked like one Saturday. We called it Second Saturdays. Okay. And it was around the reservoir. And that was it. And then um, 
we got it to where uh, there's, you know, there's your 5Ks, 10Ks, there's all the types of races mm -hmm. around the city. I'm like, let's use the reservoir. What if we did this barn burner, like two miler? That's it. Right. And that's the Silver Lake Classic. And we started doing them twice a year as a fundraiser for half the proceeds go to the Silver Lake uh, Reservoir Conservancy Group. And then half would go to um, different charities like from yeah. LA Saves Track to local schools, mm -hmm. just whatever mm -hmm. we can do at the time. And um, so this club started to take shape and we started to meet more of like the running community that way. And then pandemic hit and it just completely dropped off. And uh, my friend, John and I, we'd meet up and we'd run pretty much a half marathon every weekend. Shout out to John Sismas. John Sismas doing it. <laughs> and um, that we would say, yo, this is the Silver Lake Track Club, dude. We're back. And that started, we're coming up now. You know, the pandemic got to where people knew how to be around each other again, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And so like September of 2021, we were like fully formed. We were like out and doing it with a schedule of Sundays and Thursdays. And it's been like that ever since. We're coming up basically on a one year anniversary in a couple of weeks. Yeah, the um, the classic, right? I've, I've run that. And um, how did that come to be? I mean, you just were looking to do something kind of like, where, where is that uh, the inception moment of that for you? It was Howie? just, I wanted to do something out of the ordinary. And I just kept hitting Toby. I'm like, yo, we got to meet. I never met the dude before. I'm like, right. we got to meet at a coffee shop. I rock up with my kid in the stroller on brand, <laughs> you know, silver like dad, what's up? And um, I'm like, we have to do this. Like the reservoir is here you know, you get the companies that give you the tagged bib so we can get a, oh, we can get a good time and uh, people start showing up. I mean, the course record right now is a 9.55. Dude. It's pretty swift. I know. I have a good friend, uh, shout out to my good friend, John Wesselcouch, who is a really good runner and uh, impressive runner, really competitive though. So I'm not that as happens. competitive, right? Yeah. But he, you know, I, I kind of came to learn in the running community that, you know, it just comes in the territory. Like we're all like lunatics. Like there's like a competitive edge to all of us yeah. in some regard. So John <laughs> would talk about the Silver Lake Classic and, you know, he just kept on going like, you know, Rio who runs it, he mm -hmm. would like, he had like a course record at one point or, or come close to coming into first place. And, yeah. you know, it was, and this kind of will lead me into my next kind of question I wanted to get into you guys with, but like, there was this like underlying community I noticed in LA in regards to our running community here. And we're having a moment right now. Like I think LA is having a really great moment for run clubs and, and um, for competition. And there's like a really a lot of great energy around that. But I have to say that like Silver Lake Classic is, is definitely like contributed to that. Um, and it might be one of the catalysts, at least for what I came to know about the LA running community and being something that people wanted to do. Yeah, man. I, that's great to hear. I appreciate that. I think um, the thing that we do well is that we we make running. I think we make running feel accessible. Right. You know, all you need is like the Instagram and some willingness, and you can have a track club. It's not as uh, complicated as it might be. And there's other clubs that build have built themselves differently and have you know really cool presence, be it like Instagram or they have like affiliations with um, different uh, like corporations in the running world, whatever it might be. But I think. The thing that like our race did and the thing that we continue to do is we're always on that community like indie rock vibe where people you know are, we're approachable in that sense yeah it's very organic so i guess let's go around the crew and, and talk about like where running started for you what was the first time this i love this question actually what was the first time you ran a mile huh. 
Well, that would definitely be in middle school or high school, you know, okay. being, you know, forced to do it reluctantly, <laughs> yeah. just like being the cool kid, like walking in the back or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and struggling and not taking it seriously. Do you remember your PE teacher's name? Oh, man. Let me get back there. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Schneider. <laughs> shout out we're shouting out everybody today <laughs> yeah man he really didn't want to he, he really didn't inspire me to run a mile i'll tell you that i know he wasn't indie rock style run club guy no i know <laughs> so do you remember like um so you were always walking in the back yeah just like i didn't take it seriously i didn't have the inspiration i didn't have that positive energy surrounding running until you know later on for sure all right, we'll get to that that transition in a second. But Eddie, what about you? Yeah, so I actually first mile. First mile. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd say middle school as well. Um, I actually grew up playing soccer. Okay. And I blew out my knee a couple of times. Uh, you know, later in, in my like high school years, and I made the transition to running just because of you know lateral movement being gone. And I've been running for a while now. I mean, my first half marathon was in 2012. And a uh, fun fact here, because we were talking about running community and, you know, just the whole LA scene. Um, I actually started running with run clubs back in like 2015 with one. I'll give a shout out to Blacklist LA where I started and I actually met my wife there. We met running. So, um, you know, it's, it's running's definitely something that I try to keep with and it's part of my everyday life and, you know, just my culture in general. Absolutely. Yeah. One thing I wanted to talk about with the reservoir, though, going back to the sure. Silver Lake Classic. Um Something I'm really passionate about with that race, though, is that we give back to the Silver Lake Conservancy. You know, it is such I really want to stress it to anybody listening. It's we, we, we like to get proceeds for that because, you know, we're all runners. We all use that space for running. So it's really our way of giving back and saying thanks to everybody that cleans it up and keeps it usable for all of us runners. So sorry. No, it's true, way. though. It, it's a good point. Like we were talking to this guy john radich who's this ultra runner and he's done a bunch of really impressive runs but you know he brings that up like we can always run for ourselves no problem but it is good and you know to raise awareness in some regards to other things and and i think that that's like just such totally. an admirable feat and something that's kind of built into our community mm -hmm. it's like a given almost yeah I, I completely agree so yeah that's that's my first mile story and i know i talked for quite a few miles so let's uh let's let like, how we talk no 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 um, my first mile was, um, it was in seventh grade. I remember running it and that was like the first thing where I just, I fucking rocked it, man. I went out there and it was crazy and it, it totally flowed and it, it matched up with like how I was playing sports. Like I'd be on baseball teams and I, my batting average would go down, but I led the team in stolen bases and walks, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, in soccer, I'm always off sides cause I'm like out running things. So it just became like the soft pad on the back. It's like, have you thought about running? Cause all these other sports are kind of drifting away from you. I'm like, Hmm. And, um, yeah, I really thought about it and gave it a shot. And then from there I went onto the high school team in like seventh and eighth grade. I was running like competitively really like quickly from it. Really? Yeah. It was nuts. So it just, and, and, and did any of you guys ever compete, I guess later on, like did you in college and stuff or did you? Yeah. I ended up going to, um, SUNY Albany shout out great Danes. Um, I was a 400 meter hurdler there for wow. a couple of years and then that was it. And then <laughs> I was like, I remember jogging to practice in the beginning of my sophomore year. I was like, I'm not going to the Olympics. And I just went in and quit the team. <laughs> I, just need, I just needed a break. And I, I, yeah, I just went on a whole different little path, but I found my way back. Yeah. Indie rock, man. 
What's your what indie rock bands do you like? Oh my god. Wow. Just look around the room. Jane's Addiction. Clap your hands. Say yeah. Radiohead. Yeah, we're we're in the back right now. Like I said earlier, of um, a salon uh, that you and your wife own. Yeah. Uh, and we're off Rowena Boulevard, and it's it's um, it's it's funky. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, all right, you guys are talking about your miles, but when did that switch happen? And I want to go back around the room where it like because I've talked about it on the pod for myself, where it's like. You know, I, I never found myself to be a runner, but I eventually got into it uh, in regards to like, for me, it was like what I was capable of. I was like, holy shit, I can run like four miles. And then that just like kind of slowly grew. But for you all, where did that switch happen? How old are you? What was that moment where you were going like, oh, this is interesting. Like I, I can go pretty far. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, especially cause I was the one who said that my mile <laughs> was not so great. Teacher, I was man. sounding jaded, jaded from a <laughs> young age. Um, no, I, I, I did a bunch of different sports, uh, early on. I, I was really into tennis. Um, and I was never competitive enough for it because in tennis you're one-on-one -on -one and you really have to begin and end that point, beat your opponent. And I was never never really competitive enough for that right uh, yeah i mean it takes it takes it takes um a really high level of competition to be able to succeed there you're not when you when you really start to play tennis you're not just rallying um maybe i'm wrong but i was never i i was always like you know slacker and not as good at that um then i i would always like you know for commuting and for fun, do uh, cycling and ride my bike a lot. Right. But I really messed up my back um, doing that. And then I was just on and off with all this kind of stuff. And I would do a little bit of that, a little bit of that. And then I got uh, I got to running. Um, and it just really clicked and it locked in for me. Um, it kind of, I you know, you're only competitive with yourself. Um, everyone is there to support you. Um, you're really, it's really goal oriented. Sure. Um, and people can help you set those goals. Um, and yeah, I mean, besides that, just, um, I just found that, you know, once you find that rhythm, once you start hitting your goals, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, like no other sport that I had had done previously. Yeah. It's a really good, good activity to like be by yourself for yeah. sure. Yep, exactly. But do you do you remember like that exact moment, like that first run where you're like, I for me it was like, there was this golf course in my neighborhood that people would always run around, and I'm like, I'm gonna run around that golf course one day, and I did it, and I was like, holy shit, I could okay, I can go that far. Do you have that memory or? Dude, definitely, it was it wasn't until like later, you know, I was in my mid twenties and I was training with a friend to do um, uh, a. Uh, a run in Portland that was a 15k and so it felt like it you know it was a little bit more than running around a golf course or whatever sure, so I had sure. to really prepare for it yeah and and I was kind of just like being I was just kind of like being spur of the moment and being like you know I'm young I can do anything so I'm going to sign up to do it yeah and the process of training for it was so great for me and I really found that found, found that I unlocked some like really awesome um kind of parts of myself and parts of my athleticism um through just like yeah setting these goals and through doing that and then finally hitting the goal and doing the 15k um 
really was that moment. Mm. I was like, okay, I can do a big, big run. Mm -hmm. I can um, participate in this plan um, with just myself. Um, and it really makes me a better person. I love um, it. And that's, that's really my story. With that. And what about you, Eddie? Yeah, so I first, you know, started running on my own, right? So this is, like I said, I did my first, like, half marathon in 2012, and I did all that training on my own, just running by myself. And you're oh, in L.A. at this point? This is, uh, yeah, I've, uh, so yeah, I'll, I will say that I'm the one guy in the in the club of the captains that's born and raised L.A. I'm very prideful of that. I'm the, the kid from East L.A., love it. Um, but I, I, I think, you know, I did that half marathon and then I just kind of went silent. Like I just, you know, would run on my own. But the moment I really fell in love with running was when I got to meet the running community. Um, I'll never forget, you know, showing up for my first uh, club run and it was after a Christmas party at work. I don't know. This was when I was in pretty good shape. I was ballsy. I, I was a little tipsy. And where my, were you working? Oh, uh, this was, I was working doing market research. That's what okay. I work. Yeah. Yes, this is a drunk run story, Howie. <laughs> so I'm a little tipsy and one of my college friends is like, come on, come run with this group, you know, just come out and, you know, hang out or whatever. So we meet up in downtown LA and, you know, uh, we're running and it's just crazy to me. I'm like in this runner's high slash buzz, like just looking at the city lights and the nighttime, you know, running with a group of people, people that each has their own unique story, right? And they're each on their own unique mission and Chris, you know, I like, yeah, I know you mentioned earlier that like you have your friend that's fast and you're like, I'm not really like a speedster. Well, I don't consider myself a speedster. I'm not like Ben over here, you know, uh, Mr. Boston Ben. But um, I, you know, I, I liked it for the long distance. I liked, you know, just being able to train with a group of people and just, um, you know, be in it for the long haul, get to hear their stories. And it was definitely the community piece where you're, you're, you have an outlet, right? Like, I mean, I would think about socializing with my friends in my 20s and it's like, let's go to the bar, right. let's go to the club. Um, this was definitely a little bit different. This was like, we're still getting that conversation in. We're getting that runner's eye in, right? And um, we're doing something nice. And then we're, we definitely are enjoying that post-run beer afterwards. But it's like, it hits different. It feels like you've earned it. Totally. So that's that's where my real runner's high, you can say, started was, I think the year was like 2016, holiday time, you know, just um, with some help of alcohol and the city lights, I, I fell in love with running. I, I and the runner's community, of course, yeah. Yeah, what about you, Howie? Yeah, getting back into running, I took a break um, for probably like about 10 or 11 years. Like I really wasn't running at all. Mm -hmm. And um, my run story comes back with a drunk run too. There's this run in Milwaukee. It's called the uh, Locust Street Days Beer Run where you run, you have to run two miles and you have to cross the finish line with four empty pint glasses essentially. <laughs> and I mean, but you don't have to, yeah. have to, but people do it. And I was like, all right, I can do that. Like I signed up for it, whatever you go. And I barely got to the finish line. I was like, holy shit, I can't even run two miles right now. Forget about mm -hmm. the beer part. It was just like, damn. So that just kind of like got the wheels turning again. I found like a half marathon that was like three or four months out. I'm like, I'm just going to do this, right. get to the finish line. No idea what I was really doing. I was running like, I was like five miles, seven miles, five miles. And then like a long weekend run. That was what I was trying to do. But um, that was probably like, 2006 2007 and i started to get back into it then and um when i moved back to la on i did um in 2013 i did the marathon that was my first marathon in 2015 you did yeah. la yeah i did la and that was my first marathon my second marathon i just ran 2022 so i'm not a marathoner right but it was more of just um i started to really think through like my running career and i got back in shape and i felt fine 
for LA that first time I did it. But yeah. what I started to do is I realized that I competed and medaled in every event from 200 meters up to what? Right. And it was every track event that I could think of. Like, I was like, holy shit, I did the 3000, a steeplechase, like the weirdest stuff. I'm like, damn, Whoa. now I got to start knocking down 5Ks, 10Ks, half, yeah. whatever. Marathon's definitely my limit. I cannot go a step past 26.2. <laughs> yeah. I could walk to get my stuff, but that's about it. But yeah, I'm not seeing ultras in my future. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, just that type of stuff of like getting getting back into it and having those kinds of goals. That's kind of where I'm at now, I guess. So how did you guys all meet then like like you know can we break down like how this all you know we have the background of of your guys's stories but you know kind of break down the 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 structure of silver lake track club and and, and all of this yeah man so i basically run it on my phone it's a bunch of screenshots and just like yeah hoping people show up vibe that's kind of it, it. Like I'm posting in line at Trader Joe's. I'm posting like <laughs> while I'm waiting coffee to brew, that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I consider myself the luckiest person here, man. It's like Eddie showed up one day and I remember at the end of the run, he was like, I've never run with a group where everybody kind of finishes together. This is cool. I was like, dope. And then he like kept showing up. I'm like, this is the man right here. And then has all this knowledge and insight. You're saying like rolling with blacklists and like friends with Koreatown and like all these cool run clubs, like everywhere we go, it's just like fist bumps with Eddie. Like everybody says what's up and it's such a cool thing. And then like Ben is like anti-social media, just like lives, you know, <laughs> lives d like d deep in a cave in Atwater. And like a friend of his texted us. Cause again, like coming out of the pandemic stuff, um, you know, just like learning how to be together again is like in the running world and that oh, type yeah. of stuff. We were doing a run from Silver Lake to the sea. We called it. We were running to, Whoa. Um, the Gooder store in Venice. It was like a long run training for LA. And this dude was like, Hey, I have a friend who runs. I was like, you're messaging us on behalf of somebody. Like what's going on? <laughs> like, it, it's like, he's either like super high profile or super high. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just whatever. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's like luckiest text exchange I had. Cause then this dude comes in and it's just like the insight, like the motivation, like the kind of foundation that mm -hmm. they bring. And then it kind of like keeps me going and keeps me thinking and wanting to like get, you know, people to continue to, to like grow as athletes and grow the team. It's like definitely through these dudes. So, you know, Eddie, what do you feel like then for a good run club? What, what do you feel like silver? Like I'm not trying to say like what sets it apart, but um, what, what do you, you know, how do I word this? What do you, what makes yours unique and, and how do you view all the other clubs? Cause you've kind of been here historically and seen a bunch, you know, yeah. where do you guys fit in the picture and, and, and what do you love about it? Well, um, to quote, uh, Forrest Gump, you know, life is like a box of chocolates, right? Everybody's <laughs> got their own favorite flavor. Right. And, uh, I think I just really know, like landed with Howie in the group because no offense to Howie, but I really liked the early dad vibes early on. You know, I had just sure. gotten married. I was like in a different stage. I was like. <laughs> I don't want to be running like fast, crazy all the time. Right. You know? I want to get my mileage in, but I want to enjoy a good conversation, that community feel, get the miles in. But just like, I don't know. I, I will say I kudos to Howie, Coach Howie, as I call him, because he really taught me how to be a smarter runner. You know, I one of the things that he always talks and sorry, I'm going a little bit of a tangent here, but no. one of the things that he really taught me is, you know, save the speed and workouts for the track, right? Like lay it all out the track, but the long distance days, like take it easy, chill miles, you know, talking pace. And that was something that really drew me in, you know, mm -hmm. the, the, the whole thing he mentioned about um, 
me valuing us all finishing together. I forgot about that, but he's right. Like it just sparked up a memory. And I'm like, I do remember telling him that, you know, I really did value that sense of community that we're all in this together. Um, you know, but again, everybody has their own preferred flavor, right? Maybe you want to go going fast every time. Um, I'm not saying we don't, you know, but like, you know, maybe you, you, you like that. Um, I've just really appreciated the laid back value. And at the time I was living in Silver Lake. So it was just like a shout out to my community, right? Like, it was just like, this is my neighborhood. This is why I'm going to rep it. Um, I think Howie mentioned, you know, I'd be running with other clubs, but it was just like, I didn't live in those areas. Like Silver Lake was my, my, my hometown at that point yeah. in my life. So it was like, I'm going to rep my, my hood, you know? Totally. So that's, that's basically it. Yeah. And then you're living in a rock under a rock and at water or no, you're in where Eagle rock. Where are you at water? Yeah. At water. All, All right. right. So how the fuck do you end up here, man? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, as Howie said, I was training, I was training for my first marathon here in LA, so I guess 2021. And, and I, uh, I was getting to those long runs, those 20 mile runs. And yeah. I was like, eh, you know what? Like I should probably like have some company when I do this and like right. make sure that I'm doing it right, right. And like, you know, learn from other people. And yeah, I mean, that was the first, and I just kept coming back because of exactly what Eddie said. It's a community. But no social media for you. No, I've never had social media. Dude, you're so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you ever want to find me, just do hashtag Ben. It's me and Benedict Cumberbatch. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean, obviously there's only one of the, one that matters in the hashtag Ben. But... And it's you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you're training though right now. Uh, how he was bringing up to me, you're training for Boston right now. Oh uh, no, I'm trying to I'm trying to qualify for Boston. Yeah. Okay, and then He's what? Basically, gonna get there soon enough, <laughs> so he'll be there soon. So, <laughs> where are you gonna uh, go for that uh, to qualify? Give us your uh, process on that. Give us that story. I mean, so so definitely the whole process. I try to make it. I try to make it. You know, really, you know, public for everyone who comes out to the Silver Lake uh, Track Club runs, um, because I want people to really trust the process. Right. Um, I want people to really hear what Howie and Eddie, um, they're really harping on and like really see it in action. And so the process of me trying to get to Boston is the process that anyone can take showing up to our track club. Right. And you can start from, you know, you've only run a couple miles in your life. Um, and I know, I know it takes a long time, um, but, but this is the process and I try to show it. So for me, for me getting to Boston is me really being dedicated to a schedule, me really listening to my coach, me really listening to my peers and me showing up for everything we do. Right. So are you going to qualify? Uh, are you going to, do you have a race like on the horizon oh, that yeah. you're going to run in order to qualify for Boston? What's your time for your age? group? Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm just turning 30 tomorrow. Um, <laughs> yeah. Virgo but that status. doesn't really help with Boston, to be honest. No, it doesn't. I remember that day when I saw like my first, yeah. like it, whatever it would be. I'm like, oh, fuck that. I, I didn't even look, but I'm pretty sure 30 is in the same group as 29 and I'm still pretty screwed. I think it's like three hours and five minutes. Marathon. Okay. Um, and that's like, you know, it depends on the curve, like how people do that year um, in general. But I, you know, I'm, I'm, I have fall marathons that I want to do, but I really want to just make this not a one-off i don't want to go out right. to a marathon in the fall and say this is my marathon i want to qualify for boston if i don't qualify i will be messing up mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i really just want to get to that level yeah. um and that's that's how i want to do it 
I, I want to be able to like you know go to LA marathon and do it do yeah you should five. um but yeah, I'll be out it. there yeah <laughs> you'll be farther down the road than you, but <laughs> we'll be finishing but yeah I mean again again it's really you know my parents live out in Massachusetts I really want to get out there it's the most historic marathon um and in the U.S. um and it's and it's a great it's a great goal but really um for me I just I'm just a goal-oriented person. I like to have a schedule, and this is really the way to do it. I love it. Howie, like, how do you deal with, um, have you had to deal with injury ever, or have you ever had to deal with any of that? Um, you know, because, you know, I, I love yes. asking that question because everyone has a different answer. Yeah, I got one. I'm a, I, um, I know. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've had a couple like over the years, but it's the kind of thing where I don't know. It's, it's an interesting thing because it took me a while. Like I hurt my back once I went over like the handlebars, like motorcycle at the reservoir. It sucked and it like fucked my back up and like slammed my hips down. It was just a gnarly scene. Oh no. And, um, just like coming back from it, it was kind of a thing where to like trade the speed stuff and move into more of like a distance running thing. I Mm -hmm. feel like this club and like my um, desire to coach it, it might not have been there had it not been for that insane incident. It's a weird thing. Like I would have been so hyper-focused on like continuing the score of my age group and um, like trying to race in a different way where Mm -hmm. it just totally changed my perspective because I only, I joke, I only have one gear and it's like kind of true like i just ran we did a 22 miler and then i did a five miler and the pace was within like six seconds of each other oh my god that's kind of it like i have one gear man and it's i'm cool with that but um like a fixed speed bike that's it i'm a fixie and it's on brand man we're in silver lake but yeah dude but um yeah i mean to get like over the injury kind of stuff it's just like it's easing it's easing back into everything yeah. And yeah, taking your time, just kind of breathing through it and figuring out like where you need to land. Like you can't rush any of that stuff at all. So, um, Eddie, what, what do you have planned in the future for runs? Do you have any on the books that you're looking to do? Yeah, actually. So I got Chicago, which will be the first time I do a world major, um, in a couple of weeks in a month. So that's the one I've been training for. Um, and then I don't really know what the future holds after that you know, I might take a break and just do some chill running for a bit, like no major race up mm-hmm. in the, you know, uh, up, upcoming. But um, yeah, Chicago is the, the one that I'm excited about right now. And of course, like there's always the whole thing, which um, like like every year, you know, people submit into like the, the drawing for the other world majors, right? Like New York, Berlin, uh, um, Chicago and, you know, Tokyo. Like I'll enter those just to see if I land and maybe if I get into that, I'll do that one next year. Right. But yeah, that's that's the big race that I, I that I I'm excited for just to visit the city. I love it. Yeah. All right, so this is like a favorite kind of question I have because last time we hung, well, one of the first times we hung out was down at uh, Take the Bridge, and all I know is like the end of the night ended with like us having drinks and like we were like talking about a sneaker. <laughs> we had like the shoe off our feet. Oh, yeah. So what what is like what's the shoes right now that people are into running in? What are people feeling? I mean, it, it really does vary on the occasion, right? Like, I mean, I know we as, we as a group have our, like, favorite brands that we choose to run with. Like, I know we have a guy in our group named Kyle uh, who loves Saucony, right? Like, he, that's his brand. He'll go and buy Saucony. Um, 
There's Nike, of course, which is the big heavyweight giant, right? New Balances. I mean, it, it just varies. Yeah, because um, you guys did like different types of shoes. I remember you like, yeah. you like ultras sometimes to run in like a zero drop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, to be honest with you, the running, like uh, it's my excuse of being a sneakerhead too a little bit. Like I buy, these guys will tell you. I'm always at the store. Looking I see at the Jordans shoes. on your feet. Yeah, I'm wearing Jordans today for those uh, at home listening. Um, not, not for running. I don't run with Jordans. I'll tell you that right now. That'd be tight. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean like it, it really just varies the mood. These guys will tell you that I'm the guy that's always at the store, like shooting them about it and how he's like, dude, you got to enroll in a 12 step program for sneaker addiction. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, I mean the big thing is Nike right now for me, at least for, for longer races, you know, I'm a, I'm a bigger dude. Like I, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a heavy hitter to the ground. So, uh, I try to wear the padded up, like alpha flies whenever I'm going to do like a long marathon. Yeah. Right? And I'm kind of to focus on speed, but I do like my sock and ease with cushion. And you know, I, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm exclusive to a brand, but I guess I'll, I'll give Howie. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. Howie? Ultras I ran in for a while. They're dope. Um, I've come to find like with our crew and like where we're running, like the terrain in the neighborhood track nights, like at the reservoir, whatever, we've been really fortunate in that, um, really cool like companies that are just like left of center let's say yeah are sending us stuff and giving us a chance to like feel what that's like and like cool get into their vibe and you start to read up on them and you kind of like embody like the spirit of Mm -hmm, what mm -hmm. some of these companies have and it just like you know reinvigorates like your mind and thinking around running and one of those is on running they've been really cool yeah with um bringing the community together like at um different hikes and runs and been super generous with um fitting us and sending us things ultra also has been dope um, Nike's always there. They're a mainstay and you know, it's like a take it or leave it thing. I think that they do way more good than, um, you know, certain reps might get or rap, whatever. And, um, I don't know. What about you, Ben? I definitely, I mean, I, uh, all right. The, the, the trippy guy living under the rock is speaking again, but I would, (laughs) (laughs) I would say for sure that, um, <laughs> that you have to you have to give a spin to uh to to everything right so i got fitted in some really nice shoes um at a local store you know they have you on a machine that yeah. really gets analyzes your gait and the way you stand and they'll make a decision on what shoe you should get based on that i got the shoe and i've and i you know i i really gave it a shot ran for like 100 200 miles at least in the shoes and I was just bleeding all over the place, really uncomfortable, like really didn't work for me. And yeah. this is, you know, the one that was recommended to me. Really, in my opinion, um, you know, if you're running fast, you want a lighter shoe, but you got to find the right one and just run in, run in a bunch of them, find your, you know, favorite one. Don't don't even look at the brand, in my opinion. I mean, yeah. there are all these great brands there. I love Nike's story. Um, and I, you know, respect all the other, you know, outsiders coming into the shoe game. But really, at the end of the day, I would say don't even look at that and uh, and and just make sure it fits right for you and you feel comfortable when you're running. Totally. I agree. Yeah, it, it's more of just a curiosity. Like yeah. we're kind of like gearheads on the show anyways. And like, yeah. you know, we all come from design backgrounds or know about that world. And so, but I've also mentioned it on the pod too. There's There was a, a runner from, he's from Africa. I think he was Kenyan. He's an, an actor actually. He's uh, named Willie. He's a character actor. And uh, he was an amazing marathoner and he told me once he said just go to big five and get the cheapest shoes yeah. you can get you know it doesn't really matter and i always kind of remembered that and it's just interesting to get perspective but um that is also what i like about going to the marathon too is you just see so many different walks of life running it and then i'm always checking what they're running in it and like 
you know, it's just a grab bag of what people are into, but it, it is kind of um, interesting, but I, I totally understand that, that sentiment. Oh, for sure. So Howie, what can break down like the weekly schedule then, or, or how you're planning out the year for Silver Lake? Sure. Um, year round, we have our Sunday morning runs. We do like the Silver Lake loop and it's always at 7 a.m. Okay. And it's a five mile lap around the neighborhood. Yeah. And then Thursday night we do track night and that's the one like I take the most pride in because I kind of look at um, the different levels of runners that we have. Mm-hmm. And we have some folks like Ben and a handful of others that are like leaning into the Boston experience or just like their highest level marathon experience. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a couple of folks who are really like taking down some competitive 5Ks and 5,000 on track. Um, and we have people that are just doing it to kind of like shift gears. And right. I call it flossing your hips. Like we're always running on the roads and that does a certain thing to kind of like drilling us down in our bodies. Uh-huh. But um, something that kind of gives you air and kind of renews uh, how you're able to run and gives you like a freshness and a certain way towards recovery is is by speeding up and like literally flossing out those hips and just right. kind of releasing some of the shit that gets in there when we're just hammering miles all the time. Um, so Thursday nights we hit um, a certain rainbow track in a certain part of the city, which may or may not have told us to not come back, but um, <laughs> you know, you can find it. And I know I'm scared to give up my track right now. On I air. know, man, it's Thursday nights at seven o'clock. And I got a good one. I'll tell you about Yeah, Tell us. But um, yeah, it's dope. Those are the best nights. And those are the nights where I take the most pride in them just because you see people. I always say it's not I, like I can take time and throw it out the window. I'm all about distance. Like if you yeah. honor the distance before the time, you're doing the right thing. And if you have like the willingness to be vulnerable, that makes like the real heart of an athlete. And that's what our team does and shows up like time and time again. So that's kind of where we're at and how I build the year. Eddie, what is Oh, coming work? soon. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Tuesday nights, we're bringing a community run. It's called the Tuesday Three. Okay. And we're going to be rocking it um, right through the heart of Silver Lake. So that's coming up. We'll post it on Instagram and everywhere. We're just getting the final details together. But it starts... Yeah, man. It's going to go. Miles? <laughs> three miles, three sides to a pizza. Yeah, dude. So you meet at the Elliott Smith Wall right on Sunset. Yeah, yeah. And we take it down around the neighborhood. We end at Garage Pizza. I love that. Yeah. You guys are, I mean, you're embodying the community in like the right way. We're doing the best we can, man. (laughs) Um, Eddie, how do you, um, how do you handle like cooling down from a run? With a nice cold beer. What's your favorite beer, dude? (laughs) You know, it's funny. I, my tolerance has gone down the drain, but I think as a crew, we really like Modelo. That's just our thing. I'm looking at him right here. Butchering it right now with my Spanglish. Modelo, you know, that's the one we have. Uh, But really how I cool (laughs) down, I mean. You just keep going a little bit, right? You slow down your pace and you just like stay loose. I think uh, the one thing I've learned a lot with running with Silver Lake is it's made me a smarter runner. Um, Mm -hmm. Like how I had my own injuries. Every year, man, I swear, right around LA Marathon, I was always going into LA Marathon hurt. Like I'd be training super hard. I knew I was getting faster every year, but I was just always getting hurt. And um, I remember telling Howie this. I'm like, I just can't get over the four hour hump. I just can't do it. Like, it's like a, something I'm cursed. Like I always get hurt right before the race. Um, and then, you know, I started running with Howie and Howie just made me a smarter runner and um, I feel healthier. I'm not hurt, knock on wood. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it's, I, I finally broke that four hour barrier for myself. So I was pretty happy with that, but I think it's just being smart, you know, cooling off, um, stretching and yeah, enjoying a cool beer too. You know, like don't take it hard on yourself all the time. You know, it's, there's such a thing as a chill run. Absolutely. What about you, Howie? 
cooling cool down um it's usually just two laps no matter what we do all i need is two laps just kind of mellow out and for me um it's more of like the mental thing of just really like you know running in general just like take it a step back or just where my mind's going is like the mental health aspect of it before yeah. it's so like mainstream now that's a big part of like why i'm out there and what we're up to and um i think in the cooling down it's just kind of like you know a centering thing a way of um you know taking in the workout thinking about what you did what you didn't do what you could do next time like shouting out your homies that you ran with that kind of thing and mm -hmm. just like it's mellowing all of it out and it's all like the mental stuff it's like your body's going to be your body at any age fast is relative to yeah. you know how you see the world going as you accelerate all those kinds of things but it's just um yeah how you view it and how you think about it so in that cool down moment it's just kind of like pulling it all back in together definitely yeah I find that interesting too. Like with, with Eddie, for example, like what were you talking to him about breaking that four? Cause I, you know, I've only gotten to like, I'm a slow runner, right. But I've gotten like a five hour marathon. I'm trying to break five, but like, how do you talk? Like for, you know, for me, for example, I just feel like I hit a wall, right. I'm like, when that 20 hits, I've run LA marathon four times now. It's just like every after 20, I'm just like, I turn into like, you know, um, quicksand man. I'm yeah. just like, <laughs> So it's like, you know, what is your approach? Um, I think the approach, I mean, that's the cool thing about our club. Like we're big enough to where there's like momentum on the track and at workouts and stuff, but we're small enough to like create like individual conversations and moments and plans for people. Right. And um, I would think just like at a glance off the top of my head of just like yeah. going down um, your times, like how you kind of bank, don't bank the race necessarily, but just climb down every 5k towards yeah. your goal time that sort of thing um yeah it's just really like that's really smart yeah like looking at like the training plan and your training arc nutrition rest those kinds of things because it's all in you it's like if you know the race it's like you know the map yeah. how to get there and it's just kind of like cracking that code like myself as experienced as i've been like in all different aspects of running this past la marathon i felt like totally exposed of like holy shit this is like a completely new experience i thought i'd be doing it one way even on race day, I showed up and I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to do it this way. Like the dumbest thing you can do of all the shit that I talk and like teach and coach and do the best I can to do that. You still get caught up in those kinds of things. So it's just kind of like laying out what you did, what was successful, how to build on that and like finding people that have done the things that you like and finding out the other things that they do, whether it's a certain type of gel or like a gearhead, like what is the shoe you're using? Like when are you training? How far? Like those kinds of things and just start, um, you know, creating like the best roadmap for yourself, I suppose. I love it. I'm going to add to that because you told me this, Howie. I'm just quoting you on this one, but it's always putting myself on check with my speed during training. Don't ever go race day speed on my training cycles. It's like, the, don't be a show off, right? Like just, it's all about sure. getting the mileage in and the training. Take it easy on that. And like come race day, you let it out. That's the one thing I learned from Howie for sure. It's true. It's, it's, it's so psychological. It, it like it that that's the one thing i can definitely attest to i'm like man it's all it, it, the mind body connection with running is so big yeah i mean i recommend a 22 miler everybody in their training you know yeah. from hal higdon to whatever you want to google it says do x amount of 18 milers and 20 milers yeah because hal the, only goes up to 20 yeah the 22 miler it just like brings you past where you need to be you know in terms of like everyone talks about the wall and 20 miles is the wall and there's the last 10k there's the last whatever so it's like you can go through that wall at at your own pace with your people when you're comfortable do that thing and just get yourself through to 22 miles and then 
four miles, it's just for people in their marathon mode, four miles is nothing. You're out and back. Yeah. That's it. And yeah. it just takes on like, you see it through a different lens when you have like one or two 22 milers on your um, calendar. I'll be picking your brain because I'm going to be running it next year. So yeah, man, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it. Well, we're, we're kind of getting somewhere near the end of the show, but I wanted to ask about, um, everyone's kind of runner's high and take as much time as you need to. But, um, you know, Ben, what is like a runner's high mean to you? That hat, ben. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, that's, I guess, I guess a tough question. Cause it, it, I feel like you experience it in different ways and different reasons. Like, um, like, yeah, as as uh, as Howie and Eddie said, we for most of our runs during the week, we kind of tell people what we tell people to do and what we do ourselves is run at a conversational pace. So honestly, a runner's high can be even just having an amazing conversation mm. when you're running, right? Like that's like one of the things that keeps me keeps me out there, um, and I get to experience that all the time, and that's what keeps me coming back. Um, but obviously, I mean, you can't we can't be sitting here talking about marathons without saying like the runners how you get from running a marathon, no matter what time you finish it at getting across that line, doing 26 miles is different than 22. It's, uh, I mean, just pushing through all that you've pushed through, um, during those 26 miles and how you got from, you know, the start line to the finish line. Um, and all the emotions that you went through during that whole process. Um, you do get this crazy runner's high where it's, I mean, that's it's completely it's completely different um you know you get all giddy and it's, yeah. it's all fun you get your free little beer the heineken at la marathon or whatever <laughs> <It's> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, so lame how he gets to hit his doobie uh, <laughs> um uh, <laughs> um but i mean there's all different kinds and uh and i mean but yeah marathon is definitely one eddie yeah, Eddie, I know you talked about it a little bit earlier, but what about for you? Yeah, I think the the high varies, right? So um, when you're running with a group of people, it's that, you know, camaraderie of, you know, the conversation and the different goals that you're hearing. And it's just that focus that you get. It's less of a high, but it's of a focus. And then there's um, running by yourself. And, you know, that's always led by like a good playlist, you know, just some good music to hype you up. But what I like about running by myself too sometimes is that's a uh, I feel like when I'm running, the whole world is on pause and it finally lets me get to my thoughts. Like, you know, there's so many thoughts you have in your head, but so much distractions from the day, you know, living in LA, traffic, everything, right? But when you're running, um, you get that runner's high where you can finally pay attention to your thoughts and you get that moment of clarity. And it's just so great for the mental health aspect. Definitely. Um, my runner's high. It happens often. I... <laughs> um, I'm big into like the plant enhanced running. So yeah, um, yeah. company like Offield, they're super dope. They're really supportive of what we do. They're um, like a leader in uh, like CBD and uh, soon to be THC products that are made for movement. I love it. You know, for runners, their big focus is running and tennis and you can ask them why one day, but uh, yeah. I'm grateful for the running part of it. Um, and there's a lot of like products out there that uh, it helps with like performance and recovery. And if I didn't have that, like my one gear, like Tin Man running vibe I got going on, like it's, <laughs> I'm definitely able to like get to the start line, whatever it might be, whether it's my own runs or with the dudes or the crew, whatever it is, um, because of stuff like that. And um, like the real runner's high, it's like when I think about, like my mind drifts, like I remember reading um, Phil, Phil Knight, right? That's the Nike dude. Yeah, Phil Knight, his book Shoe Dog. 
Um, and like recently watching like some documentary stuff about him, he talks about when you get to around eight or nine minutes, that's when like all of the things scientifically, cause you know, mm. Nike will do the science. We just sure. kind of like, you know, sit and nod and say, okay. But around eight or nine minutes, it's when like the sea change occurs in your body. Mm. The warm up happens, you know, the things serotonin wise in your brain start to arrive. Like you really get into the flow and that's where the flow kind of begins. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I'm not aware of it. It's usually around like my one ish mile mark, something like that. Like you're kind of out there yeah. and you're in the city or away from home, you're doing your thing and then your mind drifts. And it's like, I'm so grateful for like, you know, thinking of friends at the time, thinking of stuff with like family, just whatever music is on, like recounting races and like cool moments with like the team in my mind, like all these kinds of things that like fill me up or like dreaming about shit. You know, it's like people yeah. are like, this is my Oscar speech. This is my whatever. It's just like, man, if we're, you know, I can't wait till we get to this. And like, these athletes are able to do their Boston thing or like, damn, I, you know, if I had this feeling at this flow, I bet I could knock out like a 15 minute 5k. I know it's not going to happen, but you know, those kinds of things, that's like these, like when you string all that stuff together to me, that's like the sustained runner's high. And it only happens like when you're out there. So yeah, that's what I'm looking for all the time. Beautiful. Well, Silver Lake Track Club, man, Thank you guys so much for doing the pod. Yeah, for sure, man. This is dope. We love everything you're up to. And so we really appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you. And thanks for taking the time. And and uh, for all the listeners out there, this was uh, episode 18. You can vote now. It's great. Of the Never Not Run pod. Go out there and vote. Thanks for tuning in.